Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? <laughs> You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip. And Katie and Bridget. It was it was Bridget's dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone in the live stream saw it. Her her dabbing really tickled me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, this week we are uh, for reeling the 1991 movie uh, Necessary Roughness. Um, it was it was my pick, so I got to find an introductor, and I found my um, my best my best childhood friend, my best friend, Johnny M, who, in fact, I, I feel like I should say that I was raised believing we were cousins only to find uh-huh. out we weren't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We used to introduce ourselves like that. Country cousins. Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, we would say that we were cousins in elementary school because that's how it was kind of explained to me. But then, yeah, bubble burst. We weren't. But mm. anyway, so he was kind enough to do this intro, uh, this intro and so let's see um take it away johnny m it's probably been 30 years since i've seen necessary roughness and now that i think about it i I don't know why i haven't watched it a bunch more times since then but so just as i sit here thinking about it's just such a funny fun movie to watch and all-star lineup and i sure i'd go back and watch it now and there's probably four or five names in there that i didn't even realize were in it the first time that i saw it um but just you remember having so much fun watching it and uh, um you know the sports action and the comedy and you know just an an incredible cast you know sinbad and i think jason bateman was in it um kathy ireland just all kinds of fun fun funny people and um big names yeah adorable yeah and um i'm to say johnny m has four children and i think he recorded that at like 11 o'clock at night so yeah i want to thank him for for doing that um and i i can head into my level with necessary roughness which um i i think i remember watching this movie with Johnny M and the whole M family. Johnny is one of five kids and there's four boys and they all played football. And so we'd always watch it among a lot of helmets and pads and in the <laughs> weight room. And, you know, there was just like very- You watch the movie in the weight room? No, that's not true. You gotta but, get well, pumped. Kind of though. Like they did have a basement where kind of, like there was like a weight room on one end and the TV at the other. So anyway, I just- Sounds anyway. smelly. You know, I used to really like that smell and later in life I realized it, it was like the smell of- like boys yeah yeah no 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 not bo it was just the smell like of a wet sweaty mat (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't even know how to describe it but i liked it is what i'm gonna say fair but the house always smelled great um but i'm gonna give myself a um like i don't do that anymore rating because this movie is so definitive for the trope of not so much the bad the bad news bears, which like is what it is, but it's like that trope of I haven't played football in years, or like you got to get back into the force, you know? Because like I love that trope. I used to role play that, I still do all the time, where somebody has to convince me to go back to a profession that I've long left, whether it's a skier, whether it's an FBI agent, whatever it is. Um, I've I've played I've played that since I was like six, and I think it's from this movie, so. I'm pretty sure your character 
in our uh, sledding documentary was going to be this oh, type of character. hundred yeah. percent. Like I got out of sledding, but I'm like reeled back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't nice. get enough of it. Yeah. Well, I think um, my level is going to be, I'm just going to be honest. Cause if we can't be honest with our listeners, who can we be honest with? And my yeah. level is going to be, I didn't finish this movie. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you why, which is <laughs> football it is not my favorite thing. And however, I do like you, Friday you night were given lights. other excuses before this podcast, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's true. I have a lot of excuses. I won't give you them yeah. all, Yeah. but I I'm going to tell you that the, the first half hour of this movie was a bit rough for me mm-hmm. um, was to it get necessarily into. Rough? It was necessarily rough. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I think, but I, I'm in for the ride. I what I appreciate though is this podcast and this opportunity to explore things that I've never seen before, or that I would say like, okay, I don't like that kind of movie, so I'll never watch it. So this is forcing me to do something I don't enjoy, and I thank you both for that. To to do it eighty percent of the way, <laughs> but I but I only will do it eighty percent of the way because you won't have to convince me to go back. I've already left. I want to say that like, this is a real, uh, podcast first that like, and, and so what fun, uh, the, the first time it that is one of us- after like 50 something podcasts that I have watched all the movies, even the longest of all the movies that this yeah. one I couldn't handle. Yeah, I know. It's not even that long, yeah. but we um, want to congratulate you on your new puppy. Yeah. As well. It's the Thank you. puppy power. Yeah, I did you, I get guess. a new puppy yeah. and it's made me very tired. And I think that does contribute to what I, I get it or I don't get it, but I can imagine it's super cute. It's super cute. Yes, uh, my level cute. is going to be just, I love goddamn sports movies. Cause I mean, <laughs> it's, I've seen this one so many times, um, you know, on video, I think it used to come on comedy central a bunch back in the day. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I was realizing how many times I've actually seen it from start to finish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, which is rare. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I remember a lot of this movie. I've, I've used these quotes mm-hmm. just ingrained and we'll, we'll get to them as they pop up, but yep. And I just generally love goddamn sports movies. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, so, uh, let's jump into it. So we, uh, we, we found out real early that we are in Texas. Yes. We get, uh, a lot of, a lot of blue jeans, a lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of, jean jean. yeah, a lot, a lot of, of, I mean, full on, full on Canadian tuxedo, I guess, or Texas tuxedo in this case. Everything about it, like the under the cummerbund too, <laughs> like every single thing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I might you know, in seeing Scott Bakula, who I love, I was a huge quantum leap fan as same, a kid. Same. Yeah. And I'm now a current, uh, looking fan as an adult. Mm. I've seen him in that. It's pretty good. Um, but I will say every single time that I've ever driven a lawn sweeper, as a kid, like a tractor with a launcher. Sure, yeah. Um, or every time I drive the Toro around Patterson Park, I am a hundred percent pretending to be Scott Bakula. How many movie. times have you driven a lawn sweeper? A lot because I wasn't allowed to drive the lawn mower as a kid because it was dangerous. Because if it flipped over, I could just man in the moon it. Like I could just be chopped to pieces. So my my father would would only Did this happen in Man in the Moon. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh. for man oh, in the moon geez. sorry but um i was only 
allow i'm talking about the reese witherspoon not the like jim yeah. carrey yeah <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I was like, I, I do not remember this. No, happening. no, or I do not man, remember them singing about I think this it in is the like REM man, song. It might be "Man and the Moon." I don't know. It's a Reese Witherspoon vehicle, but um, <laughs> my father one. wouldn't let us cut the grass because that was dangerous. But we were so he would cut the grass and then I would lawn sweep, and we actually had a lot of yard, like a wow. lot. So it would I would be out there for like hours lawn sweeping. Does a lawn sweeper like? cut the grass no a lawn sweeper you put on the back of like your lawn mowing tractor and it is like a bag it like collects cut, the it, grass yeah yeah and then you take and you dump it in the field you pull the rope you dump it and then you did you grow up on a farm that i wasn't aware of <laughs> what is it happening sounds right like i grew up in the elegant city that, you pull it out and you dump it in the field <laughs> yeah. he did we had a lot of yard i think what happened was is this is so fascinating for all the podcast listeners that we had like Part of our property was actually, it's not BGE, but whatever the electric company. So like we had a lot. So we would mow a ton and it was like oh, a cornfield. I know they should have, but anyway. Yeah. What I was going to say related to that is that there were a few times in this movie that I felt like I was watching a copycat off of another movie. Mm -hmm. So as this movie began, I was writing Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. I was just feeling very Kevin Costner, very, if you build it, they will come, mm -hmm. but in a cowboy variety. And right. I was getting like a lot of Top Gun vibes later mm -hmm. on. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. With the teacher kind of a thing. So there's just a few, and then like, obviously like the trope of the, of the team down on their luck kind of a thing. So yeah. I was I was getting that. Also, my first question is what 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 do people chant before a, like they throw the ball? Like, why did he say blue 32 300 times? Like what who is <laughs> what, what who or what is that? What is blue? My 32? my couchmate had the same question. Mm -hmm. I um, love Nora L. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it is the cadence before you're snapping the ball. You're trying to trick the defense so they don't know when you're gonna snap the ball. And so you'll tell everyone in your huddle, okay, this is, this is the play and we're going to snap it on three. Like in, in middle school football, we would just have like one, one, two or three. It's much more complicated in the pros in college, but you have like all these like dummy things that you can yell out that mean nothing. Um, and then you have certain things that signal to your line that it's time to snap the ball. And that's do you all, change that every time you snap the ball? Well, Scott Bakula well, doesn't. You, you can, you can well, make he knows because he up. just says blue 32, blue 32. There's so like they're improvising? These, a little bit, but you'll there's like all these YouTube videos of like how many times Peyton Manning, Manning says like Utah or like they always say the same thing over and over again. Um, oh, fascinating. But a lot of it is just sort of smokescreen and only a little bit actually matters. The drama. When I yeah. do it or did it growing up, I would always say blue 32 because <laughs> I copied this movie for every single thing in my life. <laughs> well, um, because we were talking about Nora, I just want to make sure that we say this German title. Yes. Uh, right off the bat. So it is... Uh, Armadillo Bears, Ein Toto Kaitischer Haufen, which of course is yes. Armadillo Bears, a totally chaotic bunch. Oh, wait, why did they add bears? Like, I why the say Armadillo Bear? Germans Sounds adorable. Think that armadillos are actually bears, especially when they're as big as this one is. That um, oh, because horrible. they probably just looked. They probably just looked at the mascot. You know no, what I, I mean? Yeah. Well, I think you asked. <laughs> 
there's some other animal too that I think they call like a something bear. Oh, yeah. so good. If you asked me the title of this movie, that's the exact thing I would have told you. <laughs> Except I would have added Blue 32 to the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I also, uh, I want to give out a shout, a shout out to my couchmates, Jack L and Linda L, who, Bridget, you were in good company because I heard both of them snoring around this point in the movie. Oh, and I I'll love, continue. I, I love wrote, Jack and Linda. I, I wrote some notes, so you'll you'll know when they woke up. Okay, good. <laughs> so anyways, just to sort of move it along, we, we find out we have this older quarterback that, you know, skipped college to work yep. on his farm. Um, and of course, this Texas team that just because of boosters, they had all these uh, recruiting violations. This is based on SMU, Southern Methodist University. Um, so a lot of sort of actual things. And I think, uh, what is it, UCLA or one of those teams out in California did this similar things. And then they got all their scholarships taken away. Um, I think it was USC, but I'm not positive. Yep, that sounds correct. I knew it was Pete Carroll's team. And then he upped and left. And so they had to start over from the beginning again. Basically. Yeah. It's you get all these penalties and you can't go to like bowls and all your good players will generally leave to go to a different team. And yeah, it's, but it, you have to really, really break the rules for this to happen because all these teams do this, you know? Yeah. Wow. And I, I, well, go ahead. I was just going to talk about Hector Elizondo. Oh man. Who I love. I love straight arrow Gennaro. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But that's his, this that's movie, his name. <laughs> that's his it's name. from the part of this movie which you were awake for, but continue. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't want to do this the whole movie, but maybe it's funny for, I don't know, maybe it's. <laughs> anyway, I really, I just enjoy him so much. He's, he's great. He's, he's in amazing. Pretty Woman, which yep. I enjoy. Yeah. Did, fun fact about him that um, I liked learning was that he was married twice, mm-hmm. uh, one for each a year in like the 50s and 60s once when he was like 19 or something yeah and he had a kid yeah and then he got married in 1969 and is still married to this day to that same woman in in her 80s and his 80s and i'm thinking what is it with like where, where you just you're i mean obviously you're young but then like you're like yeah divorce twice quickly and then yeah for the long haul like, yeah it's interesting fascinating have you it met those other two women they were they were I, pieces of work. I did not meet them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were they in the movie? They were in the movie, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so we, we find out that uh, Straight Arrow Gennaro has been brought in to coach this new team. Real um, students that has to be fielded from the student body. Yep. I want to give, this is a humble brag for sure, but it's a little bit of discrepancy, discrepancy that I have where it's like, I think it's... um. Oh gosh, whoever Miller, you know, Phil, Philip in the movie, Dean Elias. Dean Elias, yeah. Says Larry something. Miller. Yeah, Larry Miller, thank you. Says like, and real students, like no scholarships. And as somebody that did have a teensy tiny athletic scholarship um, in college, like I was a real student. Like you, you could be a real student and have a scholarship. You know what I mean? And it's interesting too, because they make this whole thing of like, you have to recruit from the student body. And like they are but they're doing the same thing. They're still bribing Scott Bakula to come to the school. They're recruiting Simbad, who's not <laughs> not a student. You know what I mean? It's like there's this, some this hand is waving. A, yeah, that goes on. Uh, yeah. Is Simbad a teaching assistant or like what? He's a professor. Like, he does not okay, have so his he's PhD. He's straight though. a professor, but oh, no. that's, that's true. That's no. the loophole. adjunct. He's well, in... that's a good point. I guess he doesn't have his PhD. So he's like an assistant. 
Uh, yeah. And because of that, he could be on the team. Well, the loophole that they present to us is that he, um, you know, played against Scott Bakula in high school. So that's exciting. And then he played, I guess, at TSU or somewhere for three years and was on the team. Football was his life. But then he got obsessed with astrophysics. Chemistry. Chemistry thank you. As you Chemis- do. Chemistry. And I think the coach was like, um, well, you know, screw off. Just take a take like a snooze class. And he's like, I like chemistry. So he ditched his senior year. So you have four years of eligibility. Um, oh, I see. This has become sports cast. This is going to be me. <laughs> this <laughs> is a spospo. I really will just developed. be asleep under the table in about three minutes. But it's okay. I'll get you back. I made you guys yeah. watch Drive Me Crazy. I mean, so. Here's the thing, though, Bridget. You have a very good point where like the loophole that we're presented is that he has one year of eligibility. But we never understand like, but he also has to be a student. So like, I know. I There taking? was many things that confused me about this movie and a lot of just like exposition and talking you know yeah and then just but football he, games yeah. you know i take it back because he's getting his phd so he is a student okay oh there we go Loophole. on the Close. tennis team that i played at at tsu Tulsa state university <laughs> we did have a master's student play one year so you can huh. do it yeah that's sweet um so yeah. Anyways, we we find out that uh, so Trader Aero Janeiro brings in uh, Coach Wally Rigg as his sort of defensive coach, and they are tasked with taking this team that's going to be awful just because it doesn't have many players. And then we also find out that they have this Dean Elias that yeah. is sort of against them. Um, the worst. Oh my goodness. Just our, a ball. Maybe the best. I don't know. Um, but we see like the first game and we have an announcer, which is uh, Rob Schneider. Yes. So do you think, I didn't look this up. Was this um, like parallel to his time at SNL when he was doing the copy or making copies guy? It had to be close. It's like the same stuff, yeah. right? Bumble. Well, wait. Only that. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Did you skip a lot of things? Um. I mean, what about like him going to the dorms and like that they're going to oh, play right, yeah. Iron Man football and then like well, McKinsey passing out and they're, they're meeting well, yeah. we Stan get, Carter? We get the part. I mean, I mean part of, Stan Carter is the part of this movie I cared about. Well, be, meeting who? The, the professor, Suzanne Carter. Oh, yeah. no, That's kidding. her name. See, I wrote down her name. I don't know the coach's name. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um. No, the, we did skip over the part where I love of any like Bad News Bears movie where we got to build the team and we get to know these like ridiculous players of who you're left with. And I didn't, Johnny M remembered, I did not remember Jason Bateman in this movie. No, neither did I. Who's he's not very, wonderfully. oh yeah, he's not very featured unless I <laughs> miss things. You but know, he's, he's I think you do, I think you slept a little bit, like he does he kind of gets more at the end, I would say. Right, because he passes the class. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, you got that. You were the wake for that. Um, I'll say, too, I don't know, Bridget, you thought about this, but um, Charlie Banks is, like, this big, like, guy. And I thought about Adam Banks from My yeah, Ducks. Yeah, Like, Ducks. is he his older brother? He could be. He's, like, the same character. All That's I could true. think of was, with Charlie Banks, is he was in uh, Seven. The uh, guy? The actor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was he? Uh, it's it's the one for lust. I can yes. I'll leave it at that. It's very. Yes. It's like yes. Ugh. It's the same look on his face when he catches yeah. that football. Oh my god! Uh, yes. Yeah. No he, wonder it's so off putting. Yeah, I was completely off put the whole time. Just like, oh it. god. Yeah, you're right. Uh, 
but I, I will because I, I did skip ahead, Bridget. I will say the the one scene that I loved is when they have all the tryouts with everyone there, so and they have the you gym. know asking the quarterback to show show him his arm, and he um, pulls up his arm. the The line that I always quoted was when he just like drills someone in the head, and then he's like, "I I thought you were gonna do one of these." I thought you were doing um, one of these. It's so that guy's so good. The guy with the glass playing football with glasses on. Pop Popkey. Yeah. He's so good. I love him. Um, and this is when we get to learn that Scott Bakula is going back as a freshman at 34. And I always thought he was like 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I truly really thought he was like 45. He's um, an old 34. I mean, he's 37 when okay. he play, did this, but he's an old 37, I would say. Right? Yeah, he just, I mean, I think it's like the cowboy. He just looks like the marble. He's man. like the, st- yeah. Marble man? Marble man? Mar- I can't say, is it Marlboro? Marlboro. I can't say Marlboro. Marlboro. Upper Marlboro. So <laughs> when I hear the phrase play both ways, or I, I think sure. something else. Yeah. yeah like, what, but but does that just mean you're playing offense and defense with the same yeah. people? At the end of the movie, you realize that the entire team is bisexual and they were okay with it. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Okay. It's called Iron Man football, right. right? And so it means that, yeah. Like, I think their whole thing is like they add that one samurai guy for defense and that's oh, it, which yeah. is hilarious. Um, but yeah. It's to humble brag. Uh, it's Please. what we did in middle school football where I was the quarterback and I also played uh, corner. So like wow. on, de- on defense, a corner. I mean, it seemed, I mean, I, I will say, you know, there's a lot of things that are unrealistic about this movie, but it's like the exhaust, they address it, but the exhaustion of doing that, like there's just no world where they would last till halftime. Like, it's well, insane. we, I mean, in high school, like all the good athletes did that. That's nuts. Just because we were such a small school right. that you would want them on both sides of the ball. Um, so, I mean, it can be done, but just at a certain level, when, once you're in sort of right. D1 college, you can't do it. You'll just and I mean, exhausted. that's what like Rob Schneider is there for, where he's like, and, you know, we're exposition. Adding, oh, totally. But like we're adding one, you know, one guy comes out for defense and it's like, and the other team is a fresh squad, you know, and you just kind of feel like, oh, man, what a what a drag. Um, so, yeah. As Bridget was saying earlier, we we see uh, Scott Bakula uh, go into the dorms, and my question was, like, is it mandatory for yeah. them to live in I the mean- dorms? Why why wouldn't he just like? He owns a farm. He can get an apartment. That's my question too. And as a kid, it just seemed like that was so requisite. Like it's interesting in this movie where. Um, and it'll be interesting one day to get Bridget's perspective on this, but um, it, it it's like they act like no one over 22 is ever at a university. Like these kids would never have had a class with like an older student. And the thing is like, if it's like this small college in the middle of nowhere, that might be the case, but this is like a state college. Yeah. Like surely you've had classes with a grad program. Yeah. You know? I mean, all of it. Right. So it's kind of interesting. And then, yeah, as a kid watching this, I definitely thought that when you went to college, it was absolutely mandatory that you live in a dorm or or if you played sports. But I have no idea why he's living there. I think it's just this like plot device of the movie. Yeah. Um, but, but they don't really do anything with it. So he ends up rooming with, an, uh, is it Manu Manu? 
the Samoan uh, guy. Yeah, Manu. Uh, Manu, and then he has like a more complicated second name, I think. Sure. So yeah, but it's like they have them be roommates, but then they have like one scene in there and then it's really never addressed again. Right. You kind of think originally that it's, it's kind of fun where he like walks through the hall and like he picks this like giant Samoan man who I always love the, it means runt of the litter litter. And yeah. Like the other man in my family are very large. Like I really like him. I love that character. Oh yeah. He's it's, so it's great. great. And he's just like immediately amazing to him and everybody. And you think it's originally, you kind of think it's going to be this like uphill battle and immediately it's fine. And yeah, he has no problem living in the dorms. I don't know how long, you know, Robert Loggia drives out to his farm. I mean, I've replay, I've acted out that scene in different ways in my, <laughs> like so many times where somebody has to drive out to the same lawn that I used to mow to recruit me to do whatever. Um, but maybe it's like really, really far away and he like can't make practices like twice a day and they put him up in a dorm, but it seems unnecessary because he'd have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> Why that's what I'm remembering that? Robert Loggia is from Big. Um, yeah. I was like oh. trying to place him, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like the line when he's meeting the uh Manu is Manu saying, like, you know, being really nice to him. And it's like we're we're taught to respect our elders. And Scott Bakula says, I'm not that eld. I'm not that eld. Yeah. <laughs> and then he they established the most unsustainable way to share a dorm room is that your roommate has to give you a boost onto the top bunk every time. There must be a ladder. There has to be another plan. There's no way they do that every if day. If you want to be lame about it, I mean, when we had bunk beds, I, I got a boost every time. No way. Did you? I was no, on the top bunk. No, no, no. I was um, on the top bunk in college. It was kind of rough. We... I ended up developing a sesamoid bone in my feet because I was jumping off the top bunk so much. It was rough. <laughs> Are we? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I never had like the bunk bed set up mm. in any of my dorms. It was either like separate beds or one time my roommate had like a loft bed and then I had a mm. bed. But it was always never completely bunked. Um, I, um, I guess I can tell the story. I, I, I had bunk beds, uh, in, in college because like we were rooming, our room was actually an office. They were squeezing two more people into the storm room. So I was on the top, she was in the bottom and we both played sports. So like that room, Oh God, it was just smelly. So, yes, it was smelly. Um, but occasionally she would be, um, entertaining a gentleman on the bottom bunk <laughs> and it would like because the bunk would shake the ceiling it would like snow i would wake up and i'd have like Ew. shit from the ceiling on me what a nightmare uh, what a nightmare like why do we ask um young adults to do this <laughs> um, it's very thing. strange it is weird fun fact they don't do it anywhere else but yeah. the u.s yeah no kidding um, i bet i bet it's such a weird yeah, some people thing. end up in those like six person rooms they take a lounge and turn it into like a 12 right. person room and you're like this is not it's like, that's like little orphan dollars to be a little orphan everybody's yeah. just singing hard knocked life yeah it's insane <laughs> yeah uh yeah and then i guess we get into actual like practice and so we're introduced to stone hand or feather hands right what's his actual name feather feather stone, feather stone but they call him like stone hands i don't know and you know bridget i know you don't like sports movies but i don't know if you've seen the movie little giants um I have which not. is with rick moranis and it's it. it's very similar it's like peewee necessary roughness but this exact same plot is in that and of course that movie came out later but like the one african-american member of that team has the exact same problem the whole 
movie where he's looking at his hands and he can't make it work. And I'm like, gosh, this is just a total rip. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Did little giants come out before this one or after this one? Pretty sure after. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Featherstone is an amazing, it's like everybody's amazing halfway and then they can't do any of the rest. So like Featherstone <laughs> is like amazing sprinter, but he can't catch the ball and like the samurai guy can do illegal moves that won't right, yeah. help at all. That was always, I remember having to ask as a kid, like, you can't just kick someone in the face. He would be right? suspended. He would, I mean, it you wouldn't, should be. Yeah, it, was it wouldn't just be a penalty, yeah. But uh, then, okay, here here's a subject Bridget will want to talk about. We get the, the scene where Scott Bakula is walking through the, the gym and gets a racquetball to the head. And a little oh, meet, yeah. A little meat cute. Oh, we yeah. did back up. We backed up pretty far to to where they meet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He gets hit in the head with the hit in the temple with a racquetball. Um, I did fall asleep right after this part, though. Just to be honest. It's, well, I you're wrote, in. I wrote. It turns out she, and then I trailed off. But I meant I was probably writing. It turns out she works at the school where he's going to school. Right. It, it's yes. true. It turns yeah. out that. And Bridget, you're in good company because my right note, my note after who is this woman? Because she looks so familiar to me. And I honestly, I think it's from Harry Met Sally that I recognize her because mm. she plays Harry's ex-wife. Um, but I have my note is my, I wrote down halfway, my parents are asleep. I was going to write asleep. <laughs> and right when I wrote that, my mother sat up straight and just said, many more. <laughs> <laughs> she said Mandy Moore yeah and I was like what and she's like and then my mother loves to like yes and she's like Mandy Moore that's what I wanted to tell you and I'm like okay and then for the rest of the night when she would like fall asleep and wake up she's like looking at me and say Mandy Moore or or my father would wake up and she'd be like Mandy Moore now it was, was she very dreaming funny. about Mandy Moore or she just I think they are watching this is this us, is us. Okay. <laughs> love that but it was an amazing <laughs> shock of awake and then screaming mandy moore's name <laughs> i love it that's great. it was it was really great mandy moore <laughs> mandy moore but so here's the question like um then it's discovered that you know he lies and says that he's well he doesn't lie he says he's in the athletic department so like she he's he makes he leads her on to believe that he's a teacher there or professor and then they meet in her class and she is like so pissed and i don't really understand why she's so upset that I he's a student i don't i think it's just that again it's the top gun trope it's like i have to assert my authority and but i love you and how are we gonna deal with this i'm an authority figure and you're a student i don't know it's yeah, it's so. that but then we the also full, the class is full of these jocks and she's sure. being forced to teach journalism 101 and or does or likes it i don't know but they all think it's an easy a and she's like it won't be yeah but then of course we realize that there's also a whole other backstory later on yes and we'll you hear to. when he said i remember that when he says like paul Berlick. Scott yeah, Bacula, she, she does really like a, do a hang dog look <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, she, he says her name or his name, and then she does like a double, basically a double take. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah. And then we'll talk about later what, why that is. I yeah. can't wait to find out. <laughs> you do just wait. <laughs> do you honestly don't know, Bridget? I don't. Nice. Oh wow, I like it. Um, Your so point sorry. of sleep keeps on changing, but yeah, go ahead. Or not sleep. Part point of end, end, I guess. Yeah. And so then we get right 
introduced to Sinbad, who yeah. I think is doing sort of the poor man's or rich man's Neil deGrasse Tyson, depending on your opinion. That's a good point. Yeah, a little bit. He's talking about the celestial beings. I love um, everything about Sinbad. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's great. Like, what a name. I, I need to like dive further into his catalog because he sort of gets a bad rap of being this cheesy comic. But he's every, apparently he's like amazing. Everything I've seen him in, I love it. Like this yeah. movie, uh, he had like a small stint in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That was great. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I need to to go in. But I the I best show that ever it. was on a different world, which he's we so of good. course yeah in our previous he's, podcast. He's so good on a different world. Um, yeah, well, then I think we're kind of at like the bar, right? Where they get into a fight. Am I fast forwarding too much? Have, have they done a game yet? Or, well, it, okay, according to my uh following, the like wait, wait. Sinbad's class, okay, wait, no, go then ahead. I was gonna say, then uh, the practice where Andre doesn't eat raw meat, um, mm-hmm. is what he says, and then I have first game where Rob Schneider's the announcer, right? Then then they then they bring the jail people in. Oh my god! Oh right, yeah. See, okay. that was such a hard <laughs> thing right. to figure out with the people when they're playing the jail people. It's like, I mean, Dean Elias sets this up to kill them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, so. what is the goal of this? And it's very hard to figure out where they are because the jail people say that they're on. It's you know they're very like they're overly eloquent about it. It's like, of course. Um, sirs like it's your home field so what would you we'd love to use oh yes exactly yeah there's a couple of people jerry rice and um and so and like evander holofield Holofield. Mm -hmm. but um it it's like you know you we'd love to have you you have the first ball so it's like their home field but then there's barbed wire everywhere so it's like well where are they (laughs) like did who drove to who because there's probably not like barbed wire around the like TSU stadium, right? Yeah, I, w- I was confused by that as well. Um, I feel like they set something for one thing and then like rewrote it or something. But yeah. But it, it still works. Uh, I do want to say on their first game, so before they fight the criminals, uh, because this is a real pet peeve of mine, uh, Coach Gennaro says he wants everyone to do 100%. And I was just so thankful that he said 100% because I hate it when people are like, got to give 120%. Yeah. You know, if you're not out there giving 140%, you know, then you're you're being lazy. Yeah. And then the scale just, just cha- changes and numbers mean nothing. And then you can't right. figure it out. Yeah. I fully but agree. Coach, I was giving 800%. Uh, yeah. It really just bugs me. Um, I do. Is that the game when, um, yeah, like Scott Bakula decides to, here's a question. How uh, Scott Bakula decides to go with a different play that was called. Yeah, uh-huh. How often does that happen in professional football? Never. No, it, it happens. Um, okay. yeah, it, it definitely happens. I, I mean, it, I think certain players have been known to do it more often than others. I mean, uh, there was a couple years ago where Aaron Rodgers was sort of getting a rap of changing plays a bunch um and yeah i think and a lot of times they'll be just allowed to but Mm -hmm. uh, there definitely are instances where the quarterback will change the play well scott bacula does it and he's benched for like most of the game and then that poor uh was his name papkis uh popkin oh no hopkin he comes 
the poor glasses quarterback Papke. comes Papke. in Papke. Yeah. And that I think it was in the trailer, but I love that he's just like running behind the ref being like, <laughs> blow the whistle, blow the whistle, it's which amazing. is exactly what I would do if I was ever like quantum leaped into the football field <laughs> to bring it all together. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, they, they lose that game horribly. And then we sort of get Dean Elias setting up the criminals game, which just becomes a brawl. Um, they had the very prescient thing of having Evander Holyfield say he, he doesn't feel well. He thinks he ate a finger. And then several years later in a boxing match, Mike Tyson eats part of his ear. I remember watching that with the M family, Johnny M's family and being, I think that was maybe the first boxing match I ever watched. And I was like, is this box? Like, are we just eating people's faces <laughs> and broadcasting it? I, what? Yeah, insane we got that moment. like pay-per-view or whatever. Yes, it was. pay-per-view. Because I'd never done that before and I haven't done it since, but definitely did it for that. Oh my that God. One. Yeah. Oh my God. What an insane thing to broadcast or to happen during a broadcast. Um, anyway. And then I guess we get, some more sort of montages of games and them losing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say that, uh, and this might be a controversial statement that uh, this movie has the right amount of Rob Schneider. Yeah. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. Is this where he created that character? Or did he always do that character? Which I one can't tell. I feel, think- I feel that it, this was its own unique character. And then they threw on the copier guy in that mm-hmm. one sort of scene because of SNL. Right. The Fumbalaya thing. Yeah. Fumbalaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was excessive. But I think if you just took that out that little bit, I thought he was a nice addition to the movie. I agree. And Bridget, I was going to say that, like, I do think that Rob Schneider is there for exposition, but Rob Schneider is also there, I think, for people that don't know a ton about football because he'll be like, it's fourth down, the last play of the game. Or he'll be like, <laughs> they're adding defense, which means opposite of offense. Do you know what I mean? Like he does kind of like bring you along. Why are you calling me into that? I didn't say I didn't know about football. I just okay. said I didn't like football. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I take it back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about Yeah. <laughs> um but i did notice that and i i appreciated it i mean i one of like my favorite lines of the movie i think comes from him at the last game when like they're they're putting out like kathy ireland and they're like their whole squad when someone's injured and he's like maybe now is not the time to allow everybody who hasn't played on the field i haven't played can i get on the field (laughs) i thought that was really funny yeah no he he had a lot of good lines yeah Um, i agree i agree subtle subtle and he's not doing cultural appropriation, which is a fun yeah. relief too. So. Yeah, that is true. Great. Uh, then we get sort of the bar scene um, where we meet sort of, I guess, Texas State or whatever it is, the, the national. Like, like t- University of Texas. What? Yeah, sure. it's the opposite of Texas State University with flat top. With this guy's face, <laughs> you guys remember like the Duracell battery people, like the commercials. Oh, that the- man yeah. was so square. There are he, so many square humans. I his you, face was impossible. Does your face get square when you play football, or do the, or are you genetically predisposed no, to like they, football, and that's why your face is square? They recruit square-faced people. I think you <laughs> okay. know. Okay. I mean, his haircut makes him look more like that, but his his chin, I mean, this guy. It's a rectangle. I couldn't, I couldn't believe his face. Yeah. Well, even from this, it's sort of 
a crescent because his yes. forehead and his chin. Yeah, like of... Mac the knife. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mac at <laughs> night. Like, What's his name? He's like Mac Quagmire. Yeah. Like Quagmire from um from Family Guy or something. He's just it's just impossible. Is that the guy that says if I wanted a big brother, I wouldn't have killed mine? Yes. Yeah. Which blah, blah, blah. that's intense. <laughs> I have thought about that, Bridget, so much because I was like, okay, he's either improvising that real quick. Like he comes up with this or like he killed his brother yeah. and is bragging about it. And is allowed to play college football. And he's not a murderer. Like, yeah, he was probably yeah. a juvenile when he did it. You know, it's been expunged from his oh, record. That and, was an insane uh, thing to say. Uh, and this brings the other line that I always like quote or I don't know of just you know Scott Bakula buys the beer you know oh, it's yeah. on me and he's like no now it's on you and then he pours is it on us. basically Dolph Lundgren yeah yeah and is that his name Dolph uh, yeah Rolf. Uh-huh. Dolph Front Dolph. Yeah. Dolph um but I then have like this fight is crazy like <laughs> I've never been anywhere where a fight like this has broken out like it no. would be I would talk about it every week for the rest of my life if I was someplace that this happened and then at the end like the end of the fight is that military guy getting thrown through that glass and the police over him it's like his face is just like sliced <laughs> like that's such a big deal for everybody that was in this fight. Yeah. And I don't know. Although I do want to say after uh, he like pours the beer on him, uh, Patrick, or who Scott Bakula. No, uh, Patrick Bateman. Wait, what's his name? Jason Sorry. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Uh, not the guy from American Psycho. Uh, oh, yeah. Jason Bateman is like, hey, he bought you a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy Jason Bateman in this movie yeah um it's interesting like you can see how the evolution of that character turns into michael bluth but like i don't know i really like it um and then like you know heck uh, coach Gennaro comes and i guess the whole trick is now like and then they're all playing pool together but it's just a ruse because if the one team is in trouble the other team is in trouble and then i guess the other team the sheriff's office is in the pocket of the other team so it's like the sheriffs are not going to break up the golden boys of football which is probably sadly how things oh that's 100 percent true yeah um so dean elias does not get his way he's clearly setting people up you know left and right um, but it is interesting where like, I can't, as a kid, I thought that like Hector Elizondo was being so rough and tough with them. And I was like, no, this is crazy. Like what ensued Scott Bakula did throw the first punch. You don't have to beat somebody up just cause they pour a beer on you. You know what I mean? And like, he's just like, oh, D- um, Hector Elizondo says, you can't afford to act like just normal students. I'm like, this isn't how normal students act, <laughs> nor should they. This is insane. Like this would get you in prison and it kind of should. So anyway. It was, yeah. They needed uh, Patrick Swayze there as the cooler to cool that shit down. Yes, they did. Um, uh, then, of course, as one does, or, go ahead. You might be saying what I'm going to say. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, as one does, um, if you're skiing in Aspen or if you live in Texas, if you have a gash in your forehead, yep. uh-huh. you go to the blonde person yep. that you, the blonde uh-huh. woman that you met, you go to her house and you make her dress your wound <laughs> instead of going to a hospital, instead of doing anything else. Like, how many movies have women 
dabbing the foreheads of men that got in stupid bar fights. And their relationship was not to this level yet. At where all. he could just like show up. How did he even then, know where she lived? Yeah. The other thing you do is when she starts, you know, bitching and moaning about how hard it is to be a female teacher, you explain to her how hard it is to be a male football player. We've got it it. tough. I could not (laughs) believe I wrote that down. That was in running for my demer. Uh, Women. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know it's hard to be respected as a female teacher. You should try to get respect as a football player sometimes. (laughs) Fuck off forever. Yeah how insane um yeah but he's he's still a lovable man that's got bacula yeah 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 um uh so of course uh we need a a kicker for this team yes yes so we Uh, get kathy ireland which i do enjoy like the seeds of this movie are seeded to some extent in like truth. Like, I don't know. This was my first exposure to any kind of like college scandal where you would have to like forgo all of your players and stuff. But like, you know, oftentimes kickers are recruited for soccer from soccer teams, yeah. but you know, they're oft- not often women, but that has happened. I believe yep. it has for women. Uh, they've been placeholders. And I think one woman has been a defensive back yeah. um, for a and it- team in Kentucky. Yeah. And something happened in 2020 with COVID that I think they had a female kicker or some college team. Oh, they were the, I think it was Vanderbilt. Yeah, um, it I was think like, was the first woman to score a point in a D one game, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Kathy Ireland, like famously swim, like sports illustrated model or yep. uh-huh. right? famous sports. Yes. Yeah. Um, comes and tries my oh i was just gonna say my brother um had a kathy ireland poster in his bedroom which was giant and she (laughs) was in a bathing suit and that was my understanding of who kathy ireland was was a i get half naked woman my brother's wall yeah got it i mean how did she get cast half naked yeah i mean just wearing a very small bikini i get it i mean like i think growing up i like couldn't tell if Kathy Ireland was a member of like the US women's soccer team or if she was a model like you know what I mean because of this movie I was like wait is Kathy Ireland Gabrielle Reese or you know what I mean like I could never remember if like she actually played sports look at her footwork and then you'll Uh, know that she's definitely Uh, a model I yeah I know I know um so the question I have is like why would Scott Bakula be holding the ball for her to kick in this scenario. No, it's a common. Usually the it's usually the backup quarterback is your uh, kick holder for the, the kicks. Basically, if anything goes funky or it screws up, you have someone who can throw the ball that can scramble around and oh, try to get rid of it. So okay. it's very common. I mean, because they have so many few players, they use their starting quarterback wow. it's usually the backup quarterback uh i oh god damn it i'm gonna blank out his name um the quarterback for the dallas cowboys famously troy aikman no more god damn it. more recently uh he's now that. an announcer and he's like the best announcer but i can't remember his name anyways he was holding during a playoff game and it like went through his hands and everyone in texas hates hated him but oh, um yikes yeah so uh, even in the pros, the starting lace, quarterback. Lace is out, am I right? Exactly. Um, 
so she, you know, I was, I was so honestly, this part, her whole role, I was like, oh man, I was like holding my breath and it was fine until it was terrible. Like it was fine, fine, fine. And then all of the guys like lose it and start Mm. whistling and then they stop. And then there's like the shower scene, which is like kind of crazy. And that, but in general, I was excited for how she was treated on that team. But there was like bursts of like craziness. Um, yeah. That, like you just couldn't rally these men. Um, like J- I think Jason Bateman says something like, uh, she, he's like, and it goes up to, and his character, to do oh. it with his character is so crazy. Cause I'm like, he's like the sensible one. Like, what are you doing? But I don't know. It yeah. was like a bottle. It, it was, was like a, she has a great leg, and then yeah, yeah I know it keeps on going up. Yeah, yeah. something uh, crazy. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. like a Coke can shaken up that was gonna explode at some point. Uh, let's see. Oh, of course, we get the the game where she plays, and a guy hits her and says, "Welcome to football." Yeah, and she gets Is that up the game and- where it's like raining. They're underneath the, the water. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're they playing saying- under the sea. <laughs> Keep saying monsoon, even though they're on the Atlantic side. Yeah, making right. it a hurricane. Would they play in that? Yeah, it's like you can't. I don't see. know if they would have the full homecoming celebration. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, if, she kicks it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say when there's thunder and lightning, you wouldn't, and there was because one of the homecoming yeah. people get injured, but rain won't delay. That's in the line for my bummer. Rob Schneider says this joke about like how the runner up from homecoming, like, don't worry, we just got word from the hospital and she's awake after that freak lightning strike. And it's like, fuck off, man. That's serious. Like someone got struck by lightning at the game, which happens a lot. Like I just, I was just, I honestly like went through this thing in my head of like, what is funny? Like, yeah. I just went through this whole meta thing of like, what is humor? Is it something that's like unexpected? And like, I don't know. I was like, why is that funny? Like, I understand why they wrote it, but it's just so weird that like somebody's near death realistic experience was just fully played off as a joke. Anyway, I'll think about it more. Um, Yeah. So, and that guy, yeah, that guy just tackles her because he's so pissed because they tie because Kathy Arlen makes the field goal. And that would be such a penalty. Like, can you imagine like running up and just like, pushing down the kicker like yep it would very be, much a penalty it'd be nuts anyway yeah wow. uh so yeah then we have let's see sort of manufactured romance troubles between bacula and the professor um where he's those like just tell them how you feel just tell them and it's just this scene is only there because the plot demands it and she is totally right and he is totally wrong. Like if you're, you are, this guy is working so hard to disqualify any member of this football team. And it is a problem that she is a professor and he's a student in her class. They can't date. <laughs> like, so what, did you explain yet what the secret was? Oh, um, I guess we oh, yeah, have gotten to the they, scene. So yeah, totally go ahead, Katie. It. Well, I guess Paula Blake. So um, she reveals that, um, she was a cheerleader on the opposing team where he threw four touchdowns and humiliated her boyfriend. Oh. Um, and then she developed this like killer crush on him. Oh, because he drive- threw touchdowns? I guess. She doesn't really explain why, but she would drive by his house and like beep their horn and prank call his house and stuff. So like she had this like real crush on him. Um, oh, poor yeah. girl. So she like knows who he is and has yeah. like this history with him. Yeah, I don't think he has any idea who she is. 
Um, but at this point they go from like that to being a full on couple real quick. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. And then that's where we get the, um, Lucy showering situation where it feels dangerous a little bit. Like you can tell like how much the hooting and hollering was just in jest. I think it was supposed to be meant in jest, but like how terrible where she's in a, you imagine being in a towel and then there's like these like just tons of men being like calling your name. Well, any woman, you know, would love to walk into a a shower full of men and just take off her towel and be the only naked woman in a room. I can't imagine. I mean, if I would have written this movie, that's the scene I for sure would have written. (laughs) Yeah, right. So Manu is the, you know, eternal gentleman and kicks everyone out because i don't know what the alternative is i think assault is the alternative (laughs) and he kicks everyone out and then turns around and puts his arm there so she can put her towel over it well i think that he yeah yeah she does that she does right exactly he is i mean he doesn't really fray from being a full gentleman. He's a gentleman through and through. Yes. And so then what I will say is that Kathy Ireland does not need to take a shower. Like her hair is perfect. <laughs> She's know. got like a speck of mud on her wrist. I have an idea. Go home and take a shower. Yeah. Like, I mean, first She's, of all, that doesn't address this problem, but it's like. Sure. I, She's I, not sweaty. Uh, she did one kick. You know, it's kickers don't need to take showers after games. I'll say yeah, that. or she doesn't. And it's funny too. It's like an unrealistic, she is unrealistically dry and clean for how much of a monsoon that game was, but nevertheless, yeah. she's fine. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, we have, they finally tie a game. And um, I also had a note here that, and first of all, I, I love how my iPad corrected Bacula to backlash every single Great. time. Awesome. But I'd have here that he's just constantly smoking. Um Oh, I know. And I guess they realistically, when he's doing some of the workouts, like cardio wise, you can see him struggling. Oh, I mean, part every of my time favorite, he's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Part of my favorite thing of this movie is when Robert Loggia comes to recruit him and he's like, I haven't thrown a football in years. And we like just saw him spend all night throwing a football. Oh, he was lying. He I was know lying. he was, but I know, no, I know. It's just like, it's such a, it, it isn't necessarily even played for laughs. Like it's part of the dramatic part of the, I just love it. Like, it's like, yeah, this guy would lie about that. But yeah. Anyway. And, but every time we see him running, I think he's limping more and more and more. And just, yeah. I assumed he was going to be going to class, just crawling by the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we see uh, coach Gennaro has a heart attack or what we later find out is indigestion. Yes. Um, Which is so- only deadly in Mexico. What? Did I, uh, what? Oh, they, um, they said that? Yeah. yeah. Lame. I know. There there are some clunkers of jokes in here. There, there are some ones that will make you laugh, but there's some clunkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Coach Riggs is, I'll just call him Rig. I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Riggs is put in charge. Uh, he tells the team that uh, Coach Gennaro's final words were win or I'll die. So good. <laughs> Which I just loved. So good. And I mean, the whole hospital scene too, like, um, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, when his last words from a man who's not dead said win, <laughs> win or I'll die. <laughs> so good. God. That's how you get inspired. That's how you get it's- inspired. It's amazing. And here's what I'm going to say is uh, then we go into this final game, which Bridget, you 
you envisioned you could visualize the ending so you in fact did not even have to watch it but like (laughs) um the armadillos i would argue already won because they have the cool they have the most support everybody is going for the armadillos and it had me think about like sports and it's like i think who really wins is whose fans want them to win more like whoever has the most passionate awesome fans that's the winner at the end of the day and i love that the prisoners are also there at the game yeah they came to the game they got out they got their leave um and they're telling everybody to shut up if they cheer for the other team which i think is like hilarious um and and the crazy thing is like the dean busts into the game thinking he's regraded the papers thinking he's gonna bust them all and then like we find out quickly that he actually doesn't have much power at all because he gets fired from the president like who is the other guy the president that's uh what's the actor fred thompson u.s senator yeah crazy (laughs) u.s senator fred thompson i know um but do you know what i mean like the stakes are so interesting so it's like oh so wait could fred thompson have just fired him at any point like how dangerous was this guy i think and this is a trope that always happens in a ton of these movies is you have the dean that just sort of constantly pushes his the the bounds of what his control and then finally gets fired by the person above him uh, yeah. i remember it happening like old school and then here it's, it's just common um but I, I love that trope no matter what yeah so but yeah we have this the game against the the big the big team i will say in the stadium constant signs of sigma nu which was my fraternity as well Ooh. in the background of this which always okay. jumped out so it'll shout out um but uh yeah they they get down by 21 points and uh then we get a couple different halftime speeches yes. which Nora, Nora was demanding uh that she was like this is an american football movie i want like the moving speech and she, well, she the first one several. she was well she was like that's not a good one i that that doesn't work <laughs> and she, i don't think she was completely satisfied by any of them whether oh, it was really? like the coach riggs uh scott Bakula's in the huddle yeah but and she wanted more of like a coach taylor like clear eyes Probably her hearts yeah. can't lose. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I remember being a kid and being like, maybe I shouldn't be watching this, but I did enjoy like you rip off their heads and you shit down their necks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just remember like thinking about that. I was like, oh, shitting down someone's neck. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, that guy's intense. <laughs> that guy is intense. I enjoyed the him ripping his. No, shirt he was. Off he's great. Eye. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I hate the star sharp. Yeah. It didn't fit him. It wasn't. Oh, my goodness. Um. um and then, and then you think that maybe Kathy Ireland is going to win it for um, um, but they they slowly come back. Featherstone catches it finally, which is exciting. Um, and then you know everybody kind of pulls up, and then Charlie Banks catches the two point conversion out of nowhere. Yeah, I know it's interesting. It was just kind of like I guess the first, and I, they do do because like when he originally threw to whoever. I was like, God, I could have sworn they flash back to the scarecrow. And they do where Charlie Banks has 88 and his scarecrow has 88. Right. And it's this I like distinctly remember that scene. I do yeah. too, for sure. And I don't really get Charlie Banks. Like he's such an undeveloped character besides the guy that occasionally catches yeah. Scott Bakula's football. Like, why not make it Mackenzie or why not make it Jason Bateman? I it's such an interesting thing, right? It's yeah. like one extra, it's like character too much. Like Charlie Banks was. I guess he was the one member of the team who was part of the original team, right? 
I think oh, that's what true, true, true. that's what they say. Like he's the only person that didn't get kicked off because whatever he was virtuous, I suppose, or whatever. So I guess that's good, but they don't develop but he wasn't him good any other way. Yeah, he just catches two passes, and that's his character. <laughs> so yeah. It was confusing. Um, but yeah, then they win the game. Uh, Manu Manu like rips the uh, head off of Flat Top. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And um, Kathy Ireland kisses him on the cheek and he passes out, which is exciting. And then there's a, a freeze frame at the end, right? The freeze remember- frame is so bizarre. It's like, um, it's uh larry miller looking at the gun that the armadillo has pointed oh, at him, right, and right. then looking back like oh i mean larry miller is amazing like it's, his yeah. his glances his little asides i mean he's i i don't i can't imagine he was able to in- improvise much because his character was so like tropey yeah but um he's so good little moments yeah well but yeah and that's that is the movie that was necessary roughness necessary roughness um yeah did you have any questions i asked my couchmates if they had any questions and they asked um if i what i wanted for breakfast in the morning so uh i, I, I think did... that's unrelated <laughs> yeah i didn't um i did not get and and they they kept on pretending like they had watched this movie. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't get any questions. Did, did you have any questions? Yeah, I had one from my okay. couchmate, and that was, um, so in this final game, Scott Bakula is just getting drilled over yeah. and over and over again. He's getting sacked by flat top. No yeah. one is blocking this dude. Yes. yes. And like not even touching him. And yeah. then of course on the final game, Mano uh-huh. Mano is like, oh, no one will ever touch you. Yeah. And um, her question is, why weren't yeah. you stopping this from happening for like the last like 90 minutes or, you know, or what is it, I guess the whole season, minutes. right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, it's, I'm so glad that your couchmate, Norel, I assume, um, <laughs> yeah. and asked that question because I had the same thought, like, you know, it's supposed to be this very virtuous, like, he'll never touch you, sir. And it's like, where the fuck yeah, were, were you, you <laughs> last play? Like, if you can do this, which is literally your job, like, that's why you're in that position. Yeah. And it's interesting that they cast us like a Samoan player in that position because there are many Samoan players, I think, in that position, right? Or, or several, I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, which is cool, like, but... Yeah, like I had the same thought of like, so you're going to try now and only now? Because <laughs> he saving, should be dead. Saving up his energy, you know? I can't answer it, nor Al. I had the same question. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now I guess we're on to our Hummer Bummers and Dummers. Um, <laughs> do you want to start with Dummers? Yeah, yeah. I'm Mine... Gonna... I go, go first. Yeah, Mine please. is just uh, manufactured romance troubles. They do it in every single movie, and I hate it. Um, it's if you can, there's usually no good reason to do it. It's just so they can have this third beat in a movie, and I always find it dumb and shoehorned in, and it was dumb. Yeah, um, I agree. I, um, I mean, one of, one of the things I wrote down of the bummers was the contrast, the wanting sympathy as a male football player to a, 
a female uh, teacher, but you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to feel a very specific dumber, which we didn't talk about, but it was the first game. And we've talked about this before on this podcast, I believe at the first game, they have a massive balloon release yes, as they I walk out that. onto the field. I and it. I yep. hate it. I hate it. There's so many balloons. There's so many, you know, hurt dolphins. I didn't like it. It, it, it truly viscerally is like, ugh. so it's my dumber. Um, yeah, I think, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying, I I I've just like, I think, I think, I think I have a problem with foot, the football industry. Okay. And like the NFL, I have a problem with, and I have a problem with college sports that don't pay athletes. And so I could Mm, go like down a a dark rabbit hole, but in sure. the in the interest and joy of our comedy podcast, I won't do that. But that's kind of what I was just thinking about. And resonates. we are, I'm sorry, we're we're listed as a true crime podcast. Oh, we are <laughs> in the category. <laughs> <Shoot>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna go with that like bar fight as dumb to me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like I think even the team was like, "Why are you fighting us? Like we don't care. You're." better than us you're bigger than us you're stronger than us like we don't want to fight you and just this sort of like machismo of like no we're gonna fight yeah like we're just gonna fight no matter what it's dumb that is such a good dumber and i thought about that because i was like what is this guy flat top doing like how would he even know who these people are and part of me thought like is is this dean elias like did he tell flat top that scott bacula murdered his mother you know what i mean like because he wouldn't even care because he murdered his own brother right i know i mean i fully agree i'm like what is this aggression so but i think that a lot of in the world too like that there's just people fighting and i'm like why are you fighting what is this about i don't get it i mean man man i tell you i don't yeah yeah, i don't get it um do bummers yeah let's move on to bummers um I could, yeah, I'll go again. Um, mine is just the fact I'm, I was bummed out, uh, mainly because I, I had a little crush on Kathy Ireland back in the day. Ah, yeah. And I was just very bummed that she can't act, nor <laughs> can she kick a football. Mm, it's no. just she would sort of sidestep yeah, I know. back and forth as she approached the ball. And it was just so frustrating. Um, yeah. I know. I'm trying to think did they cut, did they use even somebody else's feet? They could have, but even generally, because she... they're always showing her from the front when right. she's approaching the ball and then yeah. it always cuts right as she hits it. Um, but yeah. they still could have cut it a different or could have had her just run in a s- straight line, not this little like to the side, to the side, to the side. I don't know. Bum me out. And then she can't act. Sorry, right. Kathy. Sorry, I... Kathy. I know you're a friend of the pod, but I know, especially in the beginning. I don't know what order the the movie was shot in but yeah it was interesting um i have a lot of different bummers circled but i think we've talked about most of them except i will get into the details of how much it bummed me out that last tackle nor else question <laughs> when manu tackles flat top the amount of blood that comes out of flat top's mouth is a different movie like uh his brain came out of his mouth so <laughs> what are we doing it's so crazy and you don't even see a lot of it like the camera shows you and that cuts away. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I think he might be dead. Oh, he's <laughs> like, definitely dead. It's insane. I and it. it's a real bummer because 
in talking a little bit with Bridget says like, I'm also, you know, I famously went on strike against the NFL just because I forgot to watch any games that one year mm-hmm. that everybody's yeah. going on strike. Like I'm not, you know, my team is the green Bay Packers because the people that I love, love the green Bay Packers. Yeah. Like, I'm not a much of a football watching person. And I have a lot of problems with the, the industry. And so like, that is just like, Holy shit, man. Like, I think we've seen many people die on this football field. So yeah, that's my bummer violence. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I think my bummer is going to be more. There wasn't enough marching band for me. Mm. Mm. That uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the marching band. I love the sound. I love how they rile people up and I didn't get enough of it. Yeah. But fun counterpoint to it not uh, there wasn't enough but i will give a shout out to that marching band that played through a quote-unquote monsoon right yeah. with those jackets like oh my god i know like that's unnecessary that it's like the titanic going down but they they still did it that's yeah. why i wanted more of them yeah good point hummers my um, hummer i can i go can ahead, go because my yes. hummer is sinbad and um <laughs> that's that's that I enjoy him. I like him. I wish he was my college professor totally teaching me about outer space uh, in front of like, just like standing in front of the projector with it, like covering his whole face and body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I just love a different world so much. So I'm going to give, give a shout out to uh, Sinbad. Um, mine is just going to be a very specific scene. It was right after the bar fight when Dean Elias shows up and he puts his hand on the broken window and he just has this like very natural reaction of like, ow. And I don't, it makes yes. me laugh so much every single, I mean, I love his whole character. He plays this bad Dean. So bad Dean, bad Dean, yeah. bad Dean, bad Dean. He plays it so well, but it's it's encapsulated in this scene where he's just, he, he wants to like throw down justice. And then he like leans on this glass and it's just like, oh, and yeah. I, I know. Ex- I, I chuckle every single time. It is really well played. Um, my like general Hummer is Robert Loggia. Yeah. Who I just love, and I almost, I almost feel like, um, I like, I like the combo of um Hector Elizondo and Robert Loggia. But Robert Loggia is just like such a scene stealer, and he's so necessary for this movie. I think to like give it like that gruffness football. I don't mm-hmm. know, like the comedy um, relief, like, like there's they play so well against each other, but specifically that hospital scene. Oh my gosh, when Robert Loggia visits Ellis, uh, Hector Alessandro in the hospital, and he just plays it the whole time, like he thinks he's dying. Everything he does, everything he says, like oh, of course, of course, like it's so good, so good to see you, and like. <laughs> That is when I realized this from this movie, I know what the word bequeath means because oh. I will never forget when Hector Elizondo says, I'm giving you my playbook. And it's like, I'll treasure it always. <laughs> it's like not bequeathing it to you. You need to coach tomorrow. And I, <laughs> I just love it. And I think Robert Loggia oh, is so great. I'd and, watch a buddy co- comedy between those two. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do love him in big. I love him in every movie that Gene Hackman was in because I have a hard time um, deciphering <laughs> between both of them. I attribute a lot of Gene Hackman's work to Robert Loggia, but I think he's great. Yeah. Nice. Outfits? Uh, uh, yeah. What are we, what are we wearing? Bridget, um i know you didn't sort of love this movie um, how do you know i just well i can't tell because you're wearing a uh, a scott 
Dracula mask. Yeah. Which uh, this was something <laughs> that the onion put out way back in the day as like a oh, Halloween yes. costume. That oh you could God, cut it out. Right. And it was basically just <laughs> Scott Facula with vampire teeth. And um, so you're wearing that mask and you're wearing the, the Texas Canadian tuxedo of just jean jacket, jean shirt and jeans with, with awesome cowboy boots. Well, very done. comfortable. Thank you. Yeah. It's all stonewashed. They're dusty though. They're very dusty. Yeah. Katie, um, I oh yeah, like, yeah, I was just gonna I like your um outfit. I think it's called a is it a penny? A penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um it says um feeling horny, we play both ways. And then on nice. the back it says mm-hmm. uh Texas State University. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I just appreciate that you've worn a prosthetic tonight that makes your head the shape of a, of an actual rectangle. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's like pretty impressive that you were able to get all that makeup done this evening. So nice work. Yes. In my <laughs> shadow, I look like Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's right. The shadow cast on the back of the wall. Yeah. That's Before right. you go, Katie, I, I want to say that I literally drove by a car today that had a honk if you're horny bumper sticker on the back of it. Uh, just old school. It was like a newer car too. And this was the only bumper sticker that was on the back of it. It was amazing. Maybe they had that like on every car they've ever had. And they're like, I love oh, it. new car, fresh bumper sticker. Uh, oh, did man. you honk? I didn't. I, I thought about it. I was just like, oh, what does this person want? Uh, I can't have. handle honking for anything, but yeah, totally. Um, uh, Phil, I love the like smoking jacket, the green clubhouse sure. jacket I that you've mine. been awarding. Yeah, um, it, it looks like it's a good fit and it, you're going to keep it forever. And then I like um, the T-shirt with that picture of Hector Elizondo pointing straight ahead, just saying, you can be back that jacket. <laughs> So jackets I like off. The, jackets <laughs> off. I like I like that contrast. Nice. Um, nice. Which by the way, Hector Elizondo was 100% right. Like I didn't understand that fight because there's somebody that is out to get them at every turn. So I didn't really understand that. This is Why? exactly what they got kicked off for. Yes. And they're like dipping their toes back into it. It's the dumbest thing in the it world. It was so weird. That should have been my dumber where Robert Loggia is like, you're wrong. It's like, no, he is right. Who cares about these stupid green jackets? They were cashmere. Where are you going to wear green jackets? 100% cashmere. Cashmere jacket. Do they even make jackets out of cashmere? No, it, it seems like it would like, be too. It would look like a llama. Droopy. It would look fuzzy. It would <laughs> be comfy. It would be insane. Be comfy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> is it for real? Uh, um, I, you know, I picked this movie. Um, uh, so I can go first. I, um. I didn't, I didn't exactly know what I was going to say going into this. And I have to say, it, uh, uh, Bridget, I think you said this on the podcast, where the first 30 minutes were a lot slower than I remembered. Like, I remembered this movie as way wackier. Like, I remember the trailer. The trailer had the football sticking in the guy's helmet. Like, it was all of the wacky things. Yeah. And But I have seen this movie a lot. So I remembered all of it as I was watching it. But I... It was a lot more like rom-com drum than I remembered. And, but then I will say like, as it picked up to like minute 40, 
I was like, okay, here we go. And I can't decide this movie is such my introduction to so many of these tropes, like the evil Dean, which like hashtag Jessica Walters and PCU forever. Yeah. And like um, the bad news bears and the, we just got it. Just come back to the force. And like, which by the way, in this movie, like they literally only, they have to recruit people, but they only have to talk to them once and then they're fine. <laughs> like Sim, like everybody's like, I'm done with that. And they're like, please. I'm like, okay. Um, but so I think nostalgia might be leading me here, but I do think this movie is for real. And part of why I think it is, is like, of course it's the bad news bears trope that we're all aware of, but I, I think it is aware enough of itself. Like, especially with that Robert Loggia speech. Like, I think it's aware that it's a bad news bear trope. And yeah, I just find it delightful. And I think it's like the perfect mix of like sports, comedy, drama, and Scott Bakula. <laughs> <laughs> I could go next. Um, I was thinking a lot about like you guys liking this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wish I did. I wish I did. But liking it doesn't have to do necessarily with, we- with whether it's it's for real, right? But us liking it also doesn't have to do with. No, no, no. I know. But I think if you're thinking like, my thought was like, okay, if other people really, really like it and I don't, does that mean it's not for real? Because if you like this kind of movie and you want to talk about football, then you might like this movie, right? It might be for real, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold back on it. And I'm going to say it's not for real (laughs) because (laughs) I just didn't think it was very interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So as somebody who's not a fan of football, and I already said that like Friday night lights is one of my favorite things I've ever seen the TV show. It's, but it's a lot of drama and a lot of row more row. But there's Mm. a lot of SPO and they make it very exciting and and very high stakes. And like, I was having, I was just even having a hard time, like writing stuff down. I'm like, what do I even talk about? I was like, what to talk about in this movie? It just felt very like, um, bland. Yeah. And I saw the cover and I was like, oh, it's going to be like, yeehaw. And there's going to be like cowboys. And it's going to be about a cartoon football. I was like picturing like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's about a cartoon talking football. And I was picturing like in Roger Rabbit, is there a talking football or is like a talking like tomahawk? It's yeah, the, the bullet. It and looks I was like, like that bullet. Yeah. yeah. And I was like thinking there would be like more, like you said, slapstick or like yeah. that kind of funny humor and instead i was just like like that one guy that didn't wear the pads mckenzie or whatever oh, the like, guy. and then he yeah. just like passes out and he's like bleeding from the mouth i'm like that that's not funny yeah <laughs> he held on to that ball yeah he did hold on right. to the ball so yeah i think i'll i think i'll stick with my my not for real gut rating i understand it yeah all right tiebreaker Mm-hmm. Although I sort of very much tipped my hand at the beginning when I said, I love goddamn sports <laughs> movies, <laughs> which is very much true. This movie's for real for me. Um, uh-huh. I just, I love them so much. Like uh, uh, just thinking of the exact same movie of uh, the replacements with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. Um, it is which the same movie. it is the same movie or uh, one of my favorite sports movies is goon uh, the hockey movie yes. with uh, <laughs> Stifler yeah. Uh, just I love them all like even the bad ones um it's the tropes it's everything I don't know and this one I think does a good job with it it does have some slower moments but I, I laughed out loud several times the dean's amazing uh Scott Bakula you know mm, yeah he's, he's good 
you know, I, I just loved him from quantum leap and, uh, yeah, there was enough sort of side characters. Some of them worked, some of them didn't, but, uh, I love goddamn sports movies. So thumbs up for me. <laughs> Does that mean it's for real? It's for real. Okay. I thought I said, yeah, it's definitely for real. for real. Okay. Me. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's my song. Oh, wait. Darn it. It was loaded and then it went away. Okay. Talk about this better be a Sinbad rap. It, I mean, I if it's, I don't even know if he's ever rapped before. So, I assume he has. I am interested. I wasn't sure how anybody was going to feel about this movie as I was watching it, but I was interested in like, it is such the trope for me. And I, I don't know. I was thinking about like it holding up or rather if it's for real in its category, like your new kind of rating system, sure. you know? Um, well, in my new kind of rating system, sports movies are all for real. All of them. Anything <laughs> all that of mentions them. sports. <laughs> yeah. All of them? I don't know. Is there well, any sport movie that you... And I wanted <sighs> to mention fun fact about the cover of this movie where like, I think they did that based on the success of Major League with Charlie right. Sheen, if you've seen it. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because like, honestly, that's why I texted last night saying, make sure you watch this one because we looked it up and there's like a million necessary roughness. And I will say a quote from one Jack L was like, oh, that is not the title I thought it would be. <laughs> Well, it's like I, we're going with the one with the cartoon football with horns. Uh-huh. I thought it'd be a different movie. So, yeah. All right. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. Do you know why I picked this song? Like Rock. Uh, Wait, is this Rocky? No. So it's the final countdown. Final countdown. Is it because of the tie in for. Jason Bateman and Job. Because it's about aliens. <laughs> no, I like good all these guesses, though. though. Uh, no, I, every time I hear that song, I think of Philip uh, playing that song on a boombox um, on his football playlist. Um, oh, and I remember right. him blasting it on a boombox. That <laughs> I think you were right. playing football. Yeah, I did. I so, did. Um, this was awesome. Yeah. This is also the song we started our canoe race down in Belize. Every day of the race, we would start it with the final countdown. Plus, it's listed as one of the top hype football songs, by the way. Also, if you Google football songs, all the lists are like the top five country football songs. I just, it's wild to me mm. that like football and country, country is like so associated. Such the wrong demographic. It's such an interesting, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I don't really get it. Yeah. But also the final countdown is about aliens and stuff. It, it gets real weird. <laughs> Ooh, does it have lyrics? Yes, it does. Oh my it goodness. Does. Oh yeah. I, I do want to like say an inside uh, fact based on lyrics is um, Phil and I used to play on a team called the Little Sebastians and we decided to rewrite Hungry Like a hungry like a wolf. <laughs> we rewrote it to be hungry like a little horse. And instead of instead of like performing it live what we did was during the end huddle we played it on that that speaker that phil is talking about we played a recording of us singing it and everybody was just like so what is going on like what is that you you know i mean like one by one you could see the players being like wait is that you singing it was such a strange i've experienced that were you there audience I, that's where I heard Philip playing <laughs> Final Countdown on a boombox <laughs> at one of those was, games. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Yeah. yeah. Need to find There's... a recording of that song, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hungry like a little horse. 
I know there was lasers in the song. Oh my um, god, lasers out of its eyes. There was I... splitting the moon in half. I think oh my it, it went in weird directions. Yeah, it um, was bizarre. <laughs> we could release it as a special cut. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. it was crazy. Cool. Yeah. That's unnecessary. <laughs> necessary roughness. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny M. Thanks, Johnny for M. For an amazing intro. Yeah. All right. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.